Scoops with Danny Mack on a Wednesday, a historic day in Major League Baseball as the Cardinals will send Yadier Molina and Adam Wainwright to the mound for start number 325 tonight. Our visit with Brian Walton brought to you by Ryan Kelly, the home loan expert. Don't forget, they offer a 21-day closing guarantee. They will guarantee they close your loan within 21 days or less. Get you pre-approved today at thehomeloanexpert.com. Also brought to you by Mark Milton. If you're currently sideways with the IRS, you have years of unfiled tax returns keeping you up at night. Get a hold of Mark Milton, stltaxlawyer.com. He's a St. Louis tax lawyer, widely recognized as one of the top tax resolution attorneys in the country, prides himself in helping individuals and small business owners solve their tax issues. Remember, the choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely on advertisements. Wednesdays with Walton on a historic baseball day as Yadier Molina and Adam Wainwright will set the all-time battery mate mark and starts 325 tonight. And we say good morning to Brian Walton of thecardinalnation.com. How you doing, Brian? I'm doing great, Dan. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, 325. I don't think we'll ever, ever see what we're going to see tonight ever again. Would you agree? You know, Dan, the world has changed so much in baseball. You know, it's so rare for a player to stay with one team their entire career. And, uh, you know, what, what the Cardinals have seen with Molina and Wainwright both is something that just, you know, isn't going to happen. Well, of, co- of course, first of all, you have to have the talent to be able to stay around for 18 or 19 years, which is amazing in itself. But, you know, with free agency and, all, you know, all the things that happen, it's just, it's just a, a wonderful thing. It's really a throwback, you know, to the days of Stan Musial and Bob Gibson. It really is. It's a good way to put it. I may have to steal that because that's a, a wonderful way to put it because back then you're not talking about free agency. You're talking about guys staying with one team. You're talking about a connection to the city, and that's what these guys have done. So I want to ask you about Yachty when he was first coming up. You're covering the minor leagues. What do you remember about a young Yachty or Molina? You know, even at that time, you know, his brothers were already well-known. You know, Yachty's the youngest of the three catching Molina brothers. And so, you know, there was an expectation already that he would be a defensive standout. I think what, you know, we really didn't see in the minor leagues yet, and he was, you know, we're talking about, you know, Molina was – was still 20, you know, 20, 20, 21 years old. So at that point, his offense hadn't emerged yet. And really, even initially when he came up with St. Louis, you know, he wasn't hitting the way he began to in later years. And, you know, he learned, he evolved. And I think it's an important lesson to remember that, you know, even when players reach the major leagues, their development may not be done yet. And it's a good lesson to keep in mind, say, with a Dylan Carlson, who obviously is has struggled this year, but he's still a relatively young player in terms of experience. And it doesn't mean that he's, you know, hit a, hit a plateau. Cause as we saw with Molina, you know, once he got a chance to, you know, play alongside Mike Matheny and then eventually take over the job, you know, he, he learned and got better on offense. Was it eye popping to see him defensively at that young level? I mean, everybody knew Dave Ricketts would say, Hey, this, you keep an eye on this Molina kid. Did, did you see that as well when you were watching him? Certainly he had talent. I, I didn't, I didn't recognize him, you know, at those days that, you know, he was going to become what he became a future Hall of Famer. But, uh, you know, it was clear that that Molina was a special player. And, you know, he was a bargain. The Cardinals got him in the fourth round, which is pretty amazing when you think about it. Absolutely. Albert was short-lived in the minor leagues, made his presence known at the tail end for Memphis in that great playoff run. But do you remember seeing much of Albert in the minor leagues? Albert spent a lot of his time in the minor leagues in Peoria, yeah. uh, which was, you know, with the Cardinals at that point, their first go around. Then they, you know, they left the Cardinals and went to the Cubs and then came back. But yeah, Malik, and, and Albert was, you know, very, very successful in a ball. And, and he came in as a junior college player. So, you know, he had some experience, but I don't think anybody saw in, you know, at that point in time, he was a third baseman, you know, saw that, that 
you know, he was going to be what he would become. I mean, it was just, it was just an amazing shot through the minor leagues. And then, you know, to make the club the next spring was, was something that nobody really saw coming. Do you think he gets to 700? He's got what, 20 games to go to get three home runs. What do you think? I, I really do, Dan. And, you know, I, I was a, a proponent earlier in the season to say, you know, Albert just shouldn't play against right-handed pitching, but they've been successful at picking their spots for him to play. And, you know, he's hit, he's hit, I don't know, five, six home runs against right-handed pitching as well. And, you know, given that he can do that and, and have success against some right-handed pitchers, I think his chance of reaching 700 is very good. Wayno comes to St. Louis via big trade with John Sherholtz and the Atlanta Braves. No one knew at that time it would be like this. Walt Jockety told me a couple of weeks ago he would not make the deal unless Wainwright was in that deal. And now here we are with 325 starts with Yachty. So what do you remember about Adam uh, from the minor leagues? It was a it was a really a sore point, obviously, with the Atlanta Braves and their fans, and still is today because you know, he's a local guy, an area guy. And, uh, you know, for them to give him up to the Cardinals and then see him have the kind of career he had was just amazing. What I remember first about was, Adam's Adam's first uh, spring training with the Cardinals, you know, he was kind of shadowing Chris Carpenter and I, and I talked to him and, and said, Hey, you know, are you, you know, you looking forward to going down to AAA and, you know, starting and, you know, getting some experience so you can find your way to, you know, onto the major league roster. He says, I'm here in camp to make the club right now. Wow. And it was, you know, it was quiet confidence. I didn't take it as arrogance at all, but I had sort of assumed, you know, okay, he wasn't, you know, he's not ready for the major leagues. And he's like, Hey, I'm here to win a job. And, you know, even then at age, whatever he was at the time, 21 or whatever, he was, you know, he was down to business. He was ready to go. Let's get into the current guys of what's happening in the minor leagues. So there's some news with high A because they're in the playoffs and we're talking about Tink Hens. We're talking about some other guys that uh, look to have a fast trajectory to the major leagues. What, do, what are you seeing right now with them? Yeah, it's an interesting situation uh, in both double A and the two class A leagues. Their seasons are split into halves. And so they get halfway through the schedule of approximately 120 uh, to 140 games. They say, all right, the, the winners of the divisions in the first half are now have a playoff ticket. And then they reset the standings and start over again. And so Palm Beach had the opportunity to, in the second half, get an influx of players from extended spring training and the Florida Complex League. And those young players, manager Gary Kendall, did a great job of bringing it together. And uh, they won their division by four or five games over uh, over St. Lucie. And as you mentioned, uh, Palm Beach has an interesting mix of players. Uh, a lot of their pitchers are, are young pitchers who came over from the Dominican, uh, the Dominican Academy. And then the position players, a lot of the position players are the young men who are drafted this year. So uh, the catcher Crooks and uh, Victor Scott, the outfielder. Uh, church, uh, you know, a bunch of the guys, all the position players that were drafted this uh, July went right into Palm Beach. Because we care, your trusted source for basement do you have a waterproofing issue in your basement? Stratum Structural Systems is there to help. It's why they're the number one waterproofing company in the Midwest. They put the customer's interest first, provide lasting solutions, and eliminate the homeowner's stress. StratumRepair.com Because we care, your trusted source for basement in terms of your top 50 prospect list, you've kind of reshuffled, and that's by design. Guys move up, guys move down, guys move to the big leagues. So what's happening with your top 50 prospect list? Well, we do uh, monthly updates each month, and then we'll have another update uh, this winter that'll, that'll lead into our top 50 for next year. But, you know, we always talk about the, the, the handful of guys, as rightfully should, that are in the top 10. But there have been some players that have had success, very successful seasons who have moved up well. That I wanted to comment on one of them. 
uh, is a center fielder uh, down in Springfield now named Mike Antico. And he was drafted last year in the eighth round from the University of Texas. Um, as I said, center fielder, leadoff guy. Um, he started the season at High A Peoria and then moved up to Springfield midseason. And between the two levels, Mike Antico has 65 stolen bases. You know, it's an, it's an amazing and with a very high success rate in the 78 to 80 percent success rate. So, you know, Mike Antico is a guy who's an interesting, you know, profile guy as a leadoff. Uh, hopefully he'll show enough, bat, bat, you know, with a bat to reach the major leagues. And, you know, with Harrison Bader gone, you know, having somebody who's a prototypical center fielder in the pipeline is interesting to watch. So Antico's moved up to number 33 in our list and, and he's doing very well. Uh, Alec Willis, who was a high schooler drafted a couple years ago, but has had a lot of injury problems, uh, pitching well, pitched very well in the Florida Complex League, uh, hasn't been activated, you know, wasn't activated at Palm Beach yet, but uh, is a guy that, you know, has a lot of talent and is still, you know, very young, Alec Willis, right-hander, who uh, should move up and play full season ball next year. Uh, Freddie Pacheco is a guy, a 40-man last winter, uh, can throw upper 90s, um, you know, it's maybe sort of the next junior um, Junior Fernandez on the on the pecking order, but uh, Freddy Pacheco's moved up to AAA and is pitching well. And I don't know that we're going to see him this year, but you know, with that forty man roster spot, Pacheco should get into the the bullpen mix soon. So top fifty, who maybe we haven't talked a lot about that folks want to keep an eye on. How about one through five? Who do you have one through five? I know fans are curious about the the guys that are ready to potentially graduate to AAA or even make that jump to the big leagues? Well, Jordan Walker is number one, unquestionably. And, you know, he, he was the minute Dylan Carlson got, got promoted uh, to the major, and Nolan Gorman, excuse me, got promoted to the major leagues. Uh, Mason wins number two. And then I think, you know, we've talked a lot about his potential as a short top. Uh, and, you know, he'll, the, those two young men will certainly get the opportunity to earn jobs at AAA to open next year. Uh, we're hearing, you know, Walker at least uh, should be playing, hopefully will be playing in the Arizona Fall League so their season may not be done. Uh, number three, we're still staying with Yvonne Herrera, catcher number three. He's kind of had an up and down uh, 2021, but still 2022, but still very young at 22 years old and got his first major league experience. Um, and, you know, I think Yvonne Herrera is going to come to camp next year with a, with a shot to earn a major league job. At numbers four and five are the two right-handed pitchers who started the year at Peoria and uh, earned their way up to Springfield, and that's Gordon Graceppo and Michael, uh, Michael McGreevy, both of whom were drafted last year. And so, you know, again, we're talking about two uh, young pitchers who entered their college train but have only been in professional baseball over one, just a little bit over one year and now have a half a season of experience at AA. And I'm not ready to say they're going to be, you know, this year's Andre Pallante, but the trajectory they followed is what Pallante did last year, which is, you know, have a lot of success at AA to uh, pitch a briefly at Memphis at the end of the year and then went to the Arizona Fall League. And, of course, we saw, you know, he made the major league roster this spring and, you know, has never gone back down since. And I'll wrap it up with this, Brian. Great info as always. But uh, what are you working on at thecardinalnation.com? Well, Dan, you know, we continue to cover the playoffs as uh, that Palm Beach is in. Our uh, minor league uh, reporters in the various cities now are working on their team recaps. They're the, where they recap the season, and then they'll pick players and hitters of the year uh, later this month and into October, and then we'll pick up Arizona Fall League coverage and our uh, prospect list for 2023. My man, thanks as always for doing this, and we'll catch you up next week. Thanks for doing it. Take care, Dan. That's Brian Walton of thecardinalnation.com.